1: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. very exciting thing we got going on it's with
2: betregal.net
3: it's the build your bank event we are giving away two tickets to the gray cup in hamilton Ta-da! how
1: about that
3: you need to sign up with the link we've provided click on it here the link will be up at rod as well starting monday when you play at betregal.net for free you'll build your bank role and the winner will go to the gray cup
1: this is the rod peterson show
2: it absolutely is. Happy Halloween, everybody. I know it's a little early. <laughs> Look at this guy. I know that means nothing to our podcast listeners or listen live people. But how about that? Uh, how about me? How about this? Ooh, creepy. Listen, it is very creepy. It's our creepy. Halloween episode. I've never done this before. I don't have the best uh, Halloween costume here. This guy does this is literally spooky, creepy, how much you look like Ted Lasso. <laughs> Man, you get it all the time. <laughs> I know. Oh, they- wow. Give us a thumbs up, Darren, please. Yeah, there you- look at this guy. Can we get a screenshot of that? <laughs> so for the Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso fans, there you go. You're welcome. Darren's been teasing this for
3: weeks. You know, it's and funny. I was saying, I really, really, really badly wanted to dress up as a Rip Wheeler because I got the brand. Yeah. But then the Ted Lasso stuff took off with the show and uh, I kind of had to. My God, you're not even. <clears throat> My mind's jumping all over the place today.
2: And it is our Halloween episode. I don't know how long we got to do this because we're going to get into some serious topics here in the warm up for Eco Electric. As a matter of fact, I'm ready to rip this thing off right now. But. We've got Halloween treats in here. This is not something that I would advise wearing while driving, mm. nor riding a bike, or really doing anything, especially hosting a talk show. But I went out of that Halloween store. It was exactly where you said it would be. It was it? Yeah. And I perused the uh, walls of masks, and this is the one that had the biggest wide-open mouth space. That mm. You can at least hear what I'm saying. Can you hear it All Sounds great. Yeah. It sounds awesome. I know what I'm doing. But you know what? I'm over it. (laughs) Uh, Happy Halloween, and we're back. Are you ready to get ready? Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. Oh, Perry Shockey texted me last night. You guys all remember Shockey Hockey? Perry Shockey? Perry S. Hockey? Former coach of the Lethbridge Hurricanes, Spokane Chiefs, Regina Pats, and Moose Jaw Warriors. Texted me last night. He's got a son down in Kalispell, Montana, somewhere around there. Whitefish, I think. Photos of all the Yellowstone gang. And Shocks was there. Wow. And his son, Jonathan. Rip, Casey, all those guys. And I said, You got to invite me the next time that you go down there.
3: No kidding. That's so, awesome. Well, and that, and then Bernie Nichols with the Yellowstone hat on. There's connections all over the place. Exactly. Okay, so that's what we're doing on a <coughs> Flame Tech Football Friday. It's Halloween.
2: And uh, if you have any photos of yourself and your Halloween outfits and you're ready to go, send them to us. What the hell? Tweet them at us. Facebook to us, whatever. Uh, Coming up on the program today, we have Troy Westwood, the Hall of Fame Winnipeg Blue Bombers kicker, and A.J. Jakubik, the voice of the Ottawa Red Blacks and the pre- and post-host for the Ottawa Senators. And he's also the voice of the Ottawa 67's Junior A hockey team. So he's Mr. Ottawa. A.J. will join us. And speaking of junior hockey, I am just tickled and pleased as punched. About my evening tonight, and that is I'm going to watch the Moose Jaw Warriors against the Medicine Hat Tigers. Mm -hmm. I'm meeting Kevin Glenn for supper at 5, over in the jaw. Tomorrow night, we got the Pats and the Broncos. You and I, no, just me calling it, not you. I know. And uh, so, listen, it's a big old fun weekend
3: lining up. I'll be sitting beside you looking like this. Are you coming to the game? Yeah, well, why not? i got nothing else to do. Yeah, you screwed yourself up. I screwed myself. You thought you double-booked yourself, and you no-booked yourself. I I literally told one person, no, I'm busy, and then I thought I had the other, and I didn't, and now I'm out. It happens. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, We'll get to your comments in a
2: moment, but let's hit the quick six show horn, please. And I didn't want to be wearing a goofy Halloween mask to read this story. This email... I woke up to in my inbox from the Florida Panthers of the National Hockey League. The Florida Panthers have announced that head coach Joel Quenville has resigned from his role with the club. An interim head coach announcement will be forthcoming following a meeting, including Commissioner Gary Bettman, Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, General Manager Bill Zito, and President and CEO Matthew Caldwell. Joel Quenville tendered his resignation. Statement from the president of the Panthers, Matt Caldwell. After the release of the Jenner and Block investigative report on Tuesday afternoon, we've continued to diligently review the information within that report in addition to new information that has recently become available. It should go without saying that the conduct described in that report is troubling and inexcusable. It stands in direct contrast to our values as an organization and what the Florida Panthers stand for. No one should ever have to endure what Kyle Beach experienced during and long after his time in Chicago. Quite simply, he was failed. We praise his bravery and courage in coming forward. Following a meeting with Commissioner Gary Bettman, which was part of the league's process to decide how to move forward, Joel made the decision to resign, and the Florida Panthers accepted that resignation. So I had two phone calls yesterday from Hockey Insiders saying, not all of the truth has come out yet, Rod. You you probably just want to take a knee on this. And uh, I'm more than happy to do that. It's an incredibly ugly situation, clearly that we are nowhere near the end of either, by the way. So... I don't want to I I don't even know Joel Quenville. I think this is a tough situation. Uh you think Kevin Sheveldayoff's knees might be knocking a little today, huh? As he gets ready to go meet with Gary Bettman, Come on, it's like leading the calves to slaughter, isn't it?
3: Yeah, kind of. But it feels that way. It does. I mean. It's it's crazy, but it what well, <clears throat> We kind of knew something was going to come out of the meeting. We didn't exactly know which way the NHL was leaning. Oh, hang on. We got breaking news here. Robin Wildy and the Gateway to the North writes in and says, breaking news,
2: no discipline for Kevin Shovel Dayoff as per TSN. So, okay, sorry to interrupt.
3: But no. It's important to point that out. Well, it's me. important to, like, and I said this yesterday, it's important to figure out and get this right and do the work. Because you said yesterday or the day before that, you know, why rush it now? Let's make sure we get it right. So Gary Badman met meets with Q yesterday to try and get this right. And the easy thing to do is just to light the house on fire and anybody in the organization is done. That's the easy thing to do because we don't want to actually dig through the dirt to figure out yeah. where the actual problems are. And we know that, you know, John McDonough, I really believe that HR department's a problem. Um, And we, you know, we, Stan Bowman and now Quenville, right? Is it over there? If the NHL deems that those were the big issues, then I'm happy with it. Q's ultimately responsible. The coach is ultimately responsible for the players in that locker room, right? That's his locker room, his guys to make sure that's going on. That's his coaching staff. So to not follow up and, he ultimately feels some responsibility and uh here we are today
2: yeah and i know people want us to move on and not belabor this but uh as they say the black aces aren't even part of their locker room uh not even part of the team and a lot of people know that a lot of people don't but i don't feel like that because that's the thing my phone's been going off people are like why didn't kyle beach get up and punch him in the face yeah you just don't understand you don't know how this goes so let's Move on. That's the big news. Point two, Thursday night of the National Hockey League, Freddie Anderson made 33 saves for his first shutout with Carolina, giving the Hurricanes their best six-game start in franchise history with a 3-0 win over the Boston Bruins on Thursday night. Why is it that we knew that the Florida Panthers were off to their best start in franchise history, but I'm just now learning that the Carolina Hurricanes are off to their best start, too. I think it's because it's
3: Carolina. It's gotten a little bit under the radar. Yeah. And I know we didn't put them in our poll as who's the best team in the National Hockey League, but they should have. Buffalo winning is kind of the uh, the funny, not well, funny, but like the novelty, because they played really well. They're they went into continue to play well, but Carolina's unbeaten. Rasmus Asplund scored his second goal with forty-three point nine seconds left in overtime, capping
2: Buffalo's wild evening, in which it blew a three-goal lead before rallying to beat Anaheim 4-3. Ducks captain Ryan Getzlaff notched an assist for his nine hundred and eighty-seventh career point, moving him one behind Timu Salani for the Ducks all-time record. Pierre-Luc Dubois. Scored twice, and Kyle Connor had three helpers as Winnipeg used a third period charge to defeat Los Angeles 3-2. Andrew Kopp had a power play goal for the Jets, who have won four in a row. Eric Comrie allowed two goals on 32 shots in his season debut. Hey, Darren, I was going to do this tweet where they do lowercase, uppercase, lowercase, uppercase, lowercase, uppercase. Yeah. I'm worried about the Jets' backup (laughs) goaltending. Eric Comrie makes 32 stops, and the Jets win. That's good. Jake Allen made 45 saves. Mike Hoffman scored for the third straight game, and the Montreal Canadiens beat San Jose 4-0. It's their first win there in nearly 22 years. J.T. Comfer scored two goals to help lead Colorado over St. Louis 4-3, handing the Blues their first loss of the year. Sean Couturier scored and added a helper, as Philadelphia used a quick start to defeat Vancouver 2-1 at Rogers' place. Canucks are junk. You heard it here first. Carlisle, Saskatchewan's Hayden Fleury had the first two goal game of his career, and Brandon Tanev added his sixth of the season into an empty net as the Seattle Kraken beat Minnesota four one at Climate Pledge Arena. I mean, it's one thing for the Kraken to destroy Montreal; everybody does, but they just pulled down Minnesota's pants and gave him a spanking. Mm-hmm. Jake, when do we start paying attention to the Kraken? Probably not for a while. I couldn't even say it with a straight face. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) We got Ted Lasso with us here if he just tuned in. Any words
3: of advice, Ted? Keep working. (laughs) Believe. If you're the Kraken. (laughs) I love it. Jacob, look at this guy. Look at this
2: guy. Jacob Markstrom stopped 45 shots for his second shutout in his last three starts as the Calgary Flames beat Pittsburgh 4-0. I watched that one. They look good. The Flames are doing everything right. Mm -hmm. Johnny Gaudreau scored his first goal in the opening period. And Blake Coleman, Dylan Dubé, and Milan Lucic scored in the third as the Flames swept a five-game road trip. And Alex Killorn scored twice in the first period. And Tampa Bay earned their first home victory of the season by beating Arizona 4-1. And pretty soon you're going to hear that the Coyotes are off to their worst start in franchise history. Going into this week, they had matched the worst start in franchise history. It's awful there. Uh, Point three. Thursday night football, everybody's talking about it. The game did not disappoint. This was like America's game of the week come early on Thursday night. Green Bay at Arizona kind of looked like Christmas, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Green and red. Oh, I know. In State Farm Stadium. Uh, The Green Bay Packers have knocked off the NFL's last unbeaten team. The Packers came away with a 24-21 win over the Cardinals when Connor Murray threw a pick on second and goal with 12 seconds remaining. They could have kicked the field goal to tie it, but... No, Cliff Kingsbury wanted to go for the win, and it didn't work. The kick came shortly after the Packers were stopped on downs near the Arizona goal line. We're not going to um, debate the coaching decision there by Cliff Kingsbury because now you got to go for it, right? you
3: got to go for the win. you got to. Well, in that situation at the end, you have time to go for the win and then kick the field goal. And I've had text messages saying, why do you throw the ball from the one-yard line? Because if you run the ball and don't get in, time expires. And the clock keeps running. They didn't have any timeouts left. So you throw the ball in a position where he's either going to catch it and win the game or it's going to get knocked down Mm -hmm. and stop the clock and then you kick the field goal or you get one more play to decide what you're going to do. But A.J. Green just stopped moving. And, I mean, how do you not look for the damn ball? Um, that's unfortunate, but a heck of a defensive play. You're saying why did he not turn why did he not break and turn around and look at his Yeah, play? I mean he thought the play was gonna go somewhere else because he was tied up with the defensive back. I get that, but you don't give up on a play. Not a game winning play. No. I mean he's a veteran. Yeah. I'm just tweeting the links to watch the show, Darren, by the way. Yeah, that's cool. Uh <laughs> your defense just made a sorry, while well, you do you're that. Good, the defense good. just made a great stop at the other end to give you a chance. Kyler Murray basically sacrificed his knee to give you the chance. And then you don't finish the play and you let the defensive back make a really athletic play to win the seal of the game. I mean, I don't know where this puts green Bay. I mean, they did this without three receivers, including maybe the best receiver in football. Devontae Adams did it without mm-hmm. some other key guys. I mean, no JJ Watt for Arizona, but that was a statement for, for green Bay.
2: Um, Pausing to
3: sprinkle in
2: some of our viewer comments and we're getting to the good stuff because it is a flame tech football Friday. You've been waiting all week for the CFL chatter. We'll spend far more time on it coming back in the second block. But as I welcome some of the viewers here uh, from the puck and pigskin podcast regarding the flames, and I said, they're doing everything right. The puck and pigskin podcast and YYC says the flames are doing everything right, except defending their net 45 shots against yikes. Come on, don't, don't be that guy. The team just, is their longest winning streak since I think ever. Brandon Parker said yesterday, we're giving up too many shots. Best starts in so one. You're oh paying two. your goalie $6 million a year. He stopped every one of them. Can you just just, <laughs> you just be happy for once? I was driving through the coffee, uh, the drive-thru this morning, the coffee shop, and I'm like, there's so much bloody hate. Out there. I'm not saying you with the Flames. You're a Flames fan. I get, I'm i just like, can you just spend a day being happy instead of looking for something? Could we all make a pact to do that for a day?
1: How about that?
2: I think there would be a major shift in everybody's mood if we just for one day we were grateful for something. It didn't look for something to bitch about.
3: I agree. I agree. I agree.
2: Jeff in Winnipeg writes in. Jeff Cabellas Ted Lasso sitting in for dupes. Oh, wait. Like, the guy gets it every single day. Okay? I'm around him every single day. That's coming up every... Now Now this. So I just decide... I just embrace it. Dump it for a day and... You're going to shave that cheese off, aren't you?
3: I no. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm is just it? wondering if you're going to walk around like what is the, What is the bracelet say? One day at a time. One day at a time, right? Yeah.
2: I was watching the highlights this morning on SportsCenter. I can't remember the game. Was there a fight in the Philly-Vancouver game last night, or was it the Calgary-Pittsburgh? Everything is running together. The last 24 hours have been a blur. But anyways, the guys both had mustaches. I'm like, what year is it? I know. 1978? Like, I'm not against it. I'm not anti-mustache. But it's just interesting. From my cousin Christina Medicine Hat regarding the last play of Thursday night football, she says, I'd go for the tie. Well, Christine, that's why you're sitting there, and that's why I'm sitting here. Talking about the guys that are doing it down there. Kelly Bale writes that in and says, I'm with you on the happiness. I'm grumpy 24-7 for little reason. Yeah, just find something to be happy about. This for just today. Because you know what? You can do anything for one day. Anything. You can stay sober. You can be happy. You can be positive just for one day. Let's try that and
3: see how it works. It's what I've learned from you. Yes. And this band, you do it for one day, and then guess what? You stack them up. You want to do it for a second day, and then another day, and then another day. And I call it the 100% rule, and I've heard of that before. And it's you got to be 100% in. You can't be 50% in. New. And when you're 100% in, then you don't want to fail because you got a streak going. And then it builds and builds and builds, and all of a sudden... That's a fact, Jack. You're where you want to be. The warm-up's brought
2: to you by Ecole Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. Ecole Electric, let's get to work. I read the CFL game notes this morning for the Week 13 games. I'm all ready to go. Okay. So we'll tackle that when we come back. Plus... Week 8 of the National Football League. It's the RP Show. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and Facebook Live Streaming, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. you got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show.
2: Welcome back, everybody. We are on the air with a Tech Football Friday, and uh, we need to talk football because it's Flametech Football Friday. But go to our social media. The responses have been... Very cute and funny with our photos of Ted Lasso over here. Darren Dupont going after. Look at that. You love. It. Are you a guy that
3: just loves Halloween? No, not typically. <laughs> you dressed
2: up every year. But with this, this
3: sh- with this show, like I'll wear this, but I'm not going out. Like, oh, okay. I'll sit at the door and hand out candy, and I'll watch a scary movie. I like a little bit of that. But I've never <laughs> been like go to the bar and try and have the most elaborate costume and win all the prizes. This show has made it a little bit fun because it's kind of a safe, protected space, right? I can do it, have a little bit of fun. Yeah. So. Football Friday is uh,
2: brought to you by flame tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. Tell your friends we're about to talk CFL here right now for maybe this entire block. And then we'll be joined by Troy Westwood. Um, But one thing that I've said, can we please try for one day to not bitch and be happy? And it looks like it's catching on. And where's my guy, Jack, in Calgary area? He writes and he says, we live in a culture of offense, hate, self-centeredness, division. Let's have a theme of don't worry, be happy, love the Rod Squad. (laughs) You know, it's not as hard as you think. Ryan McCarthy watching in uh, Saratoga, New York, says, I quit drinking for sober October, down eight pounds. Hashtag, how about that? Congratulations. I'm going to be that guy. I'm calling up my app. I got 2,467 days. So good for you, Ryan. That's awesome. 30 is good, too. One is good. Yeah, one's good for a lot of people, to be honest with you. Uh, Ryan Gregory writes Okay, just hang on. Ryan on YouTube. See, he writes in and says Chevy's keeping his job. What's your thoughts? Let's pause on that for a second, because what we talk about, we want to be uh, NHL first on the hockey show, and they want our opinions on Kevin's shovel day up. Yeah, you, you see that, folks? So I'll get to that. You remind me before the end of this segment. Sure. But I want to talk about the fact that there is a doubleheader in the Canadian Football League tonight. The dealer de- no deal thing was fun. I can go back and have a look. It begins with Calgary at Ottawa, a battle of red and black teams. Stamps are favored by eleven. Five p.m. kickoff, Mountain. Followed by the Hamilton Tiger Cats at the Edmonton Elks tonight, eight p.m. Mountain. The Thai cats are favored by five point five. Here is the interesting thing for me reading the game notes today, and largely, obviously, I was most interested in the. Saskatchewan-Montreal game, which will round out week uh, 13. It's voted Canada's game of the week. And we can talk about tonight's games in a minute. But it seems very unlikely, I'm not sure how you've been following this, Darren, but that there will be a crossover this year. Right. And that's significant because we've always felt, for those of us that live out in the Western Canada here, that fourth playoff spot, that crossover, was almost like a given for years. It was the safety net for that fourth team. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to have it this year. So it's put a lot of urgency on these last couple of weeks, obviously, in the regular season. So if Montreal wins and Toronto wins, all he needs one. Hamilton needs to win two, which will probably happen.
3: No crossover. So that's interesting. And that's barring those West teams running the table. Right. Right. So a combination of losses and wins, too. So it is very interesting. We haven't seen this in a while.
2: No. And then you wonder how the Ottawa Red Blacks will come out. It's been five days since they fired their general manager, Marcel Desjardins, and say it with me,
3: doesn't it feel like a year ago? hmm <laughs> After this week, like, what a week! We all need the weekend now. Didn't think we don't usually. You and I hate the weekend because it's like, Feels the weekends feel too long. We can't wait to get back here to work. But I think this week, it feels like could use a weekend. Right. right. Well, and, weekend. And, and if you go
2: and listen to my commentary today on Cat Country 98 and Rock 98 FM, I said treat yourself. Whatever it is that makes you happy for a lot of people at CFL football, for me at CFL football, I'm not going to be watching tonight because I'm going to the jaw and going for, for a supper with one of my best friends. And uh, and then tomorrow, calling God's team on television, the Regina Pats. That, that just makes me feel good and warm and fuzzy. And Whatever your thing is, go do it. And it's probably, for a lot of people, it is watching CFL football, mm-hmm. right? And that's what yeah. the CFL wants, by the way. Cuddle up by the TV. Gather the father, family around. That's what they want. Let's get those ratings up. I don't know how the games will be tonight. And I am, that's how I am a little different than most. How many? times this week if I said that I've long been a fish swimming upstream. I just enjoy the games because I like to watch the broadcasters. They're my friends. I would like to watch the players. They're my friends, the coaches, this and this. and that. The games haven't been that great, but they haven't been that terrible either. Um, but what are we expecting tonight? I think Calgary's going to go in and mollywop Ottawa. Unless you think the Red Blacks are going to... Usually after a firing, there's that spike. I don't care what team, what league guys feel guilty. Right. But
3: this is What's still, the
2: guilty factor tonight for the Ottawa uh,
3: It's What is the guilt factor? I think it's a touchdown. <laughs> 7 points, 7 points. But what's yeah. the spread? 11? I think it's 11 and a half the spread? Yeah. So that 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 guilty factor might get you close. But in the end, I think Calgary still wins the football game because of it. Now, they got no problem on on Twitter. I saw we posted it, telling me I'm fully you-know-what. Who? With the deal or no deal. The fans. Oh, I thought you meant right. the Peters. And I went like 0-4 last week on these picks. So, I mean, I'm a football coach. I don't know anything about soccer. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You're good. Now, my cousin Christine
2: wrote in here, and she asked if we, if we got out to the farm. Clark, I sent you two photos. Please disregard the first one. And the second one is a photo we'll put up here for my cousin, Christina Medicine Hat, who I feel like we've reconnected here through this show. And how amazing is that? Not that we were disconnected. It's just that we've connected again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Thank you, Chris. You let me know when you got the photo ready. Jeff Cabillus in Winnipeg says, wait a minute. There's still a bonanza in Moose Jaw? No, there isn't. That's a false alarm. Stop. And it's a sore subject. It was by the superstore. It was right where, I think it is the superstore. Oh. It was right at the corner of Main Street and Thatcher Drive. And it's gone. So stop, stop. I don't want, I don't want to talk about it. So Chris, yeah, this is from yesterday. If you can throw that up. The moose and I, pardon me, went out there. That's the Quonset and parked Big Bird in the barn, in the Quonset. And uh, Darren was lucky enough to be privy to a conversation between myself and my brother yesterday. How scintillating was it, Moose? Woo!
3: It was pretty good. <laughs> I like it. Uh, um, words I don't want to say on the show. Oh,
2: there was, a lot of, there was a lot of swearing going on, I'll tell you that. Uh, See, I made it out to the farm yesterday. I showed Darren the house that I, I should have taken a photo of that. That I lived in for the first year of my life. What did you think, Darren? The house. And be
3: honest of the house. The yeah, shoebox. is tiny. It's a shoebox. I mean, but that's, I don't know if, if kids deal with that anymore. Like, I mean, me and my brother shared a bedroom for the first, like, 10 years of my life that was about the size of your desk. Okay. Bunk beds and room to walk beside the bunk beds. It was basically a closet with a window, mm-hmm. right? And uh, then we, you know, got a little bit older and, we ended up doing a renovation, and we got a bigger room. We each got our own room. How about that? But I get it. Yeah, first year of your life in the little house, and then...
1: How about that?
3: Voila.
2: Lee, if you're watching now... Beautiful. I don't think we had uh, flush toilets in there. I was one. Like, I don't remember, but I don't think we had flush toilets in there.
3: I like the you know there. How about that? There. Beautiful land. It was a beautiful drive. Oh, it's amazing.
2: Yeah. yeah. They're wondering if there's still a Ruckers
3: in Saskatoon. Does Dolly Parton sleep on her back? Remember when we went there and you paid homage to the, uh, the grounds that the Bonanza was on that burnt down? You, know, <laughs> you, you went down, took a knee. I can find that photo, too. T- took a knee. We took some photos. You guys said a prayer. We had a little service.
2: Just back up for a second. There was a Bonanza on 8th Street in Saskatoon that... I went to, with Luke Mullender, my former color commentator, uh, 10-year CFLer. he pulled his chair up to the buffet, to the south, I've never seen that before, (laughs) and his eyes started rolling around in his head, and he threw a towel over his shoulder, and he just dug in. Nobody had a problem with him, but look at him, he's Canada's version of The Rock. So anyways, that bonanza burned down, so a few years later, Luke and I went to the site where the bonanza used to stand, and you're right, we took photos of giving our respects. yeah. Love me some of Bonanza. Anyways, as my cousin Chris points out, because she spent some time in that house, there was no flush toilets in that house that I lived in for the first year of my life. So how about that? Uh, So if you want to know why I'm the way I am, did you feel like you were in a scene from Yellowstone yesterday? You must have. Yeah, it was great. Of course I did. It was awesome. Hamilton at Edmonton tonight, uh, 8 p.m. Mountain. What did I say? The Elks are, no, the Cats favored by 5.5. I got it written down here. Hang on. Let me go to the big board for betregal.net. Ticats Ty, favored by 5.5. 5. And you, were you taking the deal? Or oh, you, yeah.
3: It's not enough. They think you're going to kick the crap out of them? Well, I don't. I mean, everybody's got a chance. You know, they're a good team. They're all professional players. So they're all going to try hard. But uh, I think Hamilton will win, yeah, by a couple touchdowns. Just as a betting guy, that's what I would bet. I would take the spread. I take the deal.
2: Going to be a good night of football. Six hours of football on uh, TSN. Jeff Cabellas, watching in Winnipeg, says Rod Tebowed at the Bonanza Grounds. He did. I absolutely did. And if you'd been to that Bonanza, you'd know why. (sighs) Can we get Westwood on? What is his favorite buffet? doesn't have to just be in Winnipeg. Anywhere. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Is if there we'll any be... bonanzas left anywhere? Not, not one. No. I don't think so. Can somebody let me know? I didn't even get around to the, uh, Canada's Game of the Week, so in the 60 seconds we have left. Here's my take on what was voted Canada's Game of the Week by you people. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the Montreal Alouettes. Both teams 6-4. and The Alouettes have won four in a row. And if they win this one on Saturday, it'll be their longest winning streak since 2014. Riders favored by 1.5 points. We're not taking that deal, right? Right. We're taking the Alouettes to win. And they'll clinch a playoff berth, by the way, if they do. Saskatchewan Rough Riders are 26-0 and when carrying a lead into the fourth quarter. How about that? How about that? Goes back to 2017. Goes back to 2017 when Chris Jones was running the show. So it's Canada's game of the week, and we think Montreal is going to win. Those are just some of the game notes. We'll be back to talk about more of them later. But Troy Westwood joins us next to talk about the best team in the CFL by a country mile, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and the news of the day that Kevin Sheveldayoff is not being disciplined by the National Hockey League. We learned that this morning. See you in a bit, Moose. See you next hour. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com.
1: Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob.
2: Welcome back, everybody. A Tech football Friday continues. Trey Westwood coming up, but there is breaking news, and this is why we do daytime sports talk to analyze it. The NHL announced on Friday morning it will not discipline Winnipeg Jets general manager Kevin Sheveldayoff saying he is not responsible for the Chicago Blackhawks' mishandling of sexual assault allegations against a former assistant coach, Gary Bettman. The commissioner said Shevel Dayoff, who was the Blackhawks' assistant GM at the time, was not a member of the senior leadership team. This, 12 hours after Joel Quenville resigned as the head coach of the Florida Panthers after meeting with Bettman yesterday. And we'll start there with Troy Westwood, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, great, and come around to the blue. Um, Troy, hey, good to see you, man. It's been far too long. Um, how do you think this news will go over in Winnipeg today, and are you surprised by it at all?
4: I am surprised by it uh for sure i think especially after seeing quinville step down and resign i am surprised by it and i i don't know kevin shoveldale very well i know in a larger scale that by all indications he's a good and decent man i i think for us like this is such a is such a important and i guess delicate subject you would call it but I hope at some point in time, I don't know what it is about human nature, where we have so many examples of this happening, Rod, over the last number of years in sports, and we see people making the decision to not speak out. And I have trouble understanding that. A lot of trouble understanding that. Even when jobs are on the line for something of the magnitude of sexual abuse happening to a, a child or a young man, whatever the case may be, and you know, there's a number of examples in the sports world, but when folks make that decision to be silent, you are, you are complicit in that silence. And I just hope, I hope that we're all able to take a large step as a community to refuse going forward to be silent in these situations.
2: Very well said. And I guess I'll throw in that I'm shocked that he was not disciplined either for all the reasons you just said. Like if Quenville was, how was Day off? But as I just read in the CP story, they was, he was deemed not a member of the senior leadership team. But I guess, Troy, can I say this? You're a very compassionate guy. You're a very worldly guy. Before we move to football, how do you think this has impacted, let's just say sports, but the world in general, with regards to sexual abuse like this? What's the positive that can be brought out of this?
4: Gee whiz. A positive. It's hard to identify a positive, I think, brother. But um, the, I guess, and it's not a positive, but it's. I hope, Rod. I really deeply and profoundly hope that we, as a community in a large sense, be it the sports world or the rest of the world, and we're seeing it. So many instances of this where people know of things going on. And they just don't speak up and that's the whole thing it doesn't matter what you're talking about in life a number of examples if it's domestic abuse and violence or if it's sexual abuse for individuals kids young adult whatever it might be silence you just can't you have to refuse to be silent and maybe some sort of campaign needs to begin to to help us all speak up and i don't know. i guess in certain situations There's a certain level of um, you have to be brave or you have to be willing to possibly lose your job and pay some sort of price in the short term. But for the the love of Pete, you would hope, Rod, that we all can become a better society by refusing to be silent.
2: Crime Stopper says it, in the police, if you see something, say something. If you know something, say something. Very well said, Troy. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are nine and one. They've clinched first place. What's it like over there?
4: They're 10 and one, let's get that straight. Sorry, 10 and one.
2: Can we start that again? The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are 10 and one. What's it like over there?
4: (laughs) Uh, Hey man, I've been asking around to everybody I know. And I grew up here, I saw the teams in the 80s. You know, I saw those teams, man. Some of those dynastic teams and eras. I've asked everybody, have you ever seen a bomber team this dominant? And across the board, Rod, everybody says no. And I, I wonder, when you see like the three over 300 points four just barely over 100 above that fourth quarter stat of they've scored over 100 points in the fourth quarter and have given up what is it six points or something impossible like that it's just this level of dominance rod it's something to behold and i'm not going to say you know whatever whatever unfolds in the playoffs here and the great cup but you know you don't want to create any sort of jinx situation man but my god do they look good and what a wicked opportunity they have to repeat as great cup champs after the bizarreness of the missed covid season winning at the year previous to that and that brutal drought uh, for near 30 years before that they're just in a fantastic situation <sighs>
2: You know, I never thought about this, but it came up uh outside of Manitoba. It was the 16 and 2 Edmonton Eskimos who lost the West Final in 89 to the Saskatchewan Roughriders. You know what I'm saying? Um is there any chance that Osh- lose. Yeah,
4: is there any chance OSH would let that happen? That's an interesting way to phrase it, isn't it? Would a head coach <laughs> let that happen? Like sometimes I know that Bob Cameron always spoke of the best team he ever played on was I believe it was the 1987 Bombers, and they went in, and I think that they got it handed to them by Toronto. And the bizarre thing in sports, we talk about it all the time, Rod, where it's not like a a hockey series, right? Where it's best of seven, and you can have an off game or two and still come out alive on the other side of that series. It's a one-off and say, you know, a couple turnovers, a couple of mistakes, and bam, all of a sudden you start feeling pressure and and panicky. and, uh, And when you're at home and you're in such a dominant way, the way the Bombers have been, this season and they got a home game and they're expected to roll over whoever happens to be the unfortunate individual team coming in there for that West final. If a couple things in that game go wrong early on, then you never know what can happen, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Does it like they're just looking awesome and I, yeah, they're going to be ready to go. It's not going to be on the head of Mike O'Shea Should there be some impossible thing that unfolds and and they don't go on to the great cup?
2: Yeah, I think the reason I said Osh was for the reason of motivation and preparation. I think it's clear they have the best coaching you know, staff, right? You know yeah. what I mean?
4: And one of the strengths since the right out of the gate here with him and the patience early on in this process with Wade Miller, Kyle Walters and Michael Shea, the most fun I have or what I enjoy the very most Rod in watching their level of success right now is because of how patient they were in the early stages where a bunch of fans wanted O'Shea gone and we're complaining about this and that, but just sticking to it is what um, they did under uh, Miller and Walters and, and seeing the benefits of it now with the Canadian Mafia is, is a bunch of fun. But the, one of the strengths, I think, of what Mike O'Shea has brought to the table and has emphasized this right from the start is separating each week. And whatever you did last week doesn't matter, win or lose. This is a new situation this week in the here and now. And similar to maybe what Bill Belichick has done in the Patriots during their heyday, that's kind of the same mentality he's brought where it just doesn't matter what's happened, what's coming, what's behind us. It is right now in the here and now. I think he's done a brilliant job with this group during his time here.
2: You would be the guy. We got two minutes left here. You would be the guy to analyze the Bombers kicking situation because we got a lot of friends over there in Winnipeg and all I keep hearing is 10-1, and but the kicking is atrocious. How would you analyze yeah.
4: it? Well, whoever was going to come on the stage following Elvis, <laughs> Justin Medlock, was going to be in trouble, right? There was going to be a bit of a dip. But I think now, I, I, I was a little bit surprised at how patient, and I, you can be patient with a specific position, this one kicking, when you're winning games, right? If they were losing a couple of those games and, and kickers played a role in that, I think you would, would have seen more of a mass exodus, more guys flown in, that sort of thing. I don't know what their plan is going forward here, but certainly with... Castillo being brought in now that they've got I, I, he's like the job will likely go to him at some point in time but I think that they've solved that but yeah they, it was a bit of a funk there maybe that was just for all the the goodwill that they had under the remarkable Justin Medlock they maybe they just kind of had some of that coming to him after every time that guy walked out in the field you knew that three points were going up on the board
2: uh Don Solar is watching on YouTube he says hey from Winnipeg Nice to see Troy, still miss him, and rants with Jim Toth. Westy, I get it all the time. People are like, how's Westwood? How's Westwood? I said, he's doing great. Would I be right when I say that?
4: Absolutely. I work for a great company here in Winnipeg called Gustin Kwan. It's fantastic culture. Love uh, the whole team. I'm having a lot of fun, Rod. Really enjoying life.
2: I know you are, and I'm proud of you. Way to go. And, hey, and let's, let's do this in the playoffs. What do you got?
4: Yes, and it's just kind of strange seeing you around in without palm trees. You had that stretch of however many weeks that was, for the love of goodness.
2: Uh, it's been Get too a long job. without. Get a
4: job. S- stay tuned. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Troy. <laughs> yeah. Take care, brother.
2: The great Trey Westwood joining us from Winnipeg. He is he's a good one. Sports update next. It's a Flame Tech football Friday. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com.
1: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson.
2: Welcome back, everybody. We got a lot going on today. The moose will be back in hour two, and we're going to kick this thing off again. Our Halloween special. How about that? I got my spooky moose gel warriors pullover on today. I can't wait to get over there tonight. Sports update. Breaking news from this Friday morning. The National Hockey League says it will not discipline Winnipeg Jets general manager Kevin Chevaldeoff, saying he is not responsible for the Chicago Blackhawks' mishandling of sexual assault allegations against a former assistant coach. The announcement comes after Chevy met with NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman in New York this morning to discuss whether he had a role in the Blackhawks' response to sexual assault allegations made by player Kyle Beach against coach Brad Aldrich during the team's 2010 Stanley Cup run. Bettman said Shevelday who was the Blackhawks assistant GM at the time, was not a member of the senior leadership team. I know it's a flame tech football Friday, but frankly, it's what everybody's talking about in my world. We'll talk about this more next hour with Darren, because I don't honestly really see the difference here. I had HR people tell me yesterday, oh, Quenville will be gone by the end of the day. And I'm like, but I don't understand why. His job is to coach the team, not contact the police, and investigate this. That's other people's job. But I, I just don't understand. And as the guy called me last night, he's a hockey guy, but he goes, Rod, uh, what the hell did he say? Principles cost me my job, so be careful. Be careful sticking up for what's right. What? Anyways, the Toronto Maple Leafs have signed defenseman Morgan Riley to an eight-year contract extension worth $60 million. Riley's the longest-serving member of the team after being drafted by Toronto fifth overall in 2012. The former Moose Shaw Warrior has 309 points over 580 career NHL regular season games with the Leafs. That's not bad for a D-man. There are six games on the ice tonight with the Ottawa Senators, the only Canadian team in action. Ottawa is in Dallas- The first of a three game road trip for the Sins. The World Series shifts to Atlanta for game three tonight after the Braves and Astros split the first two in Houston. In addition, uh, sorry, Ian Anderson goes to the mound for the Braves in their first World Series home game since 1999. He'll be opposed by Luis Garcia. The only pitcher to go eight innings in a game this postseason. The Raptors welcome the Orlando Magic to Scotiabank Arena in NBA play tonight. The game features a matchup of highly touted rookies, Scotty Barnes and Jalen Suggs. Raptors selected Barnes fourth overall in the 2021 NBA draft. Magic selected Suggs fifth. It's a flame tag football Friday. We got to talk about this. Calgary Stampeders and Hamilton Tiger Cats can both gain ground in the standings tonight. Calgary's in Ottawa. Calgary third in the CFL West, and a win would bring their record up to 500. Later on tonight, Hamilton visits Edmonton, visiting an Elks team who's last in the West. Last minute, last minute of play in the first hour. Who's that sponsored by, Clark? Have we got one yet? By, uh, sponsored by Manscaped. It's the Manscaped last minute of the first hour. A win for Hamilton will help the third place tie Cats keep pace with Montreal and Toronto in the East Division. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, check out our brand new line of games. Book your group or business Christmas party now for the Tap Brew House and Drive Thru Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg writes in he says Bison's versus Huskies at IG Field Saturday. I'll be there for my first bison game in eight years. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Coming up next hour, it's just going to be fantastic. A.J. Jakubik, the voice of the Red Blacks, pre- and post-host for the Sens, and Ted Lasso after this break on Gameplay.
1: For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.